0: tomatoes and others use thumbs we use the stuff that gets you drunk. So, what are you rocking with today, Josh? Oh, it's not your father's root beer.
1: <laughs>
0: and I've got a Corona tropical grapefruit lemon grass. And I want to start with letting our audience know that unlike some of our competitors when it comes to rating movies and films, we are not taking any bribes at this time. Note that I didn't say we weren't open to it but uh we're we're currently not taking any bribes to promote others films and we're gonna start where we've been starting the last couple weeks with our butter on top this week it was the nun 2 and i've got to say this movie had multiple laugh out loud sequences the best one for me out of all of the laugh out loud sequences was Krampus making an appearance <laughs> as, as he chases these eight through 12 year old little girls through a hallway for no apparent reason. Just Krampus, because I don't know <laughs> if it's the devil or a demon, but like definitely Krampus and uh, just like just chasing man. like he never makes contact with anything. No, but uh, actually I lied to you. There is a scene where Krampus finally makes contact with one of the little girl's shoulders, and it also is another scene that, in a very crowded theater, made me laugh out loud. Right? So they're all behind <laughs> these doors, right? And they're blocking the doors. And naturally, when you've got a demon with swords on its head sticking out, <laughs> what? And they're ant- they're, they're antlers. Right? Oh, they're oh, swords! Oh, figurative speech. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. So you've got to put your back against the door. Everyone knows that nothing bad's gonna happen. Right, so the back's against the door, and of course, inevitably, a horn comes through the door, and bada bing, bada boom, you got a hole in you. Bada bing, bada boom. (laughs) What was funny about this? What made me audibly laugh is I immediately thought of Ace Ventura when nature calls, when he gets the the spear thrown into his leg, and he's like, he like Ah! stops for a second, looks at it, and goes, "Eh!" because that's what happens with all these girls in this room is they all stare at it. Nobody does anything. Nobody says anything. And then, "Ah!" (laughs) I'm just like, this is ridiculous. It was, to me, a comedy. Uh, There were lots of unnecessary scenes, lots of odd choices when it came to the writing, the dialogue. There was a a completely weird sound effects that occurred that made me think something was going on that wasn't going on. And then a poor person that has nothing to do with the story just gets brutally murdered for no reason reason we never get an explanation we never get to know why nothing really happens just like hey this we, we, we're we gonna kill a child for no reason just so everyone knows child mm. has nothing to do with the story nothing special but we're gonna kill a kid so i'm not gonna bury the lead here i'm gonna tell you right now it was a popcorn for me it, it wasn't the most fascinating film i've ever seen it wasn't even a scary movie just very generic very formulaic it went for the jump scares jordan what did you think
2: Uh, Yeah, right off the bat, I'm going to give it a popcorn as well. Mm. Um, And like you said, there's a mention, you know, you mentioned there's just scenes that don't need to be in there. Didn't make any sense. (laughs) Like the very beginning, like opening scene. uh, Well, after the, you know, the big scary exposition title thing, (laughs) then it opens on a bunch of nuns pushing a truck in the mud. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. Two minutes of nuns pushing a truck. Here are some wooden planks sitting right there. To solve our problem, like it just didn't need to be there at all. But there were a lot of funny, uh, just laugh out loud, uh, in the middle of tension scenes. Like, um, when the big reveal happens, uh, the main actress, uh, Farmiga, uh, is chasing the demon. Farmiga Farmiga. is chasing, (laughs) that's the con, give me a break on that one. They're, they're yeah, they're chasing him down, and he goes, Wait, stop. And he just turns and just falcon punches her like super robotically. And, nah! and she goes horizontal into a window.
0: Does he flip the other one? Like, does, he, like, does he like judo flip the other nun onto the crib? Like she jumps on his back he's like, judo, cha! Yeah. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. He's just wow.
2: walking around Jean-Claude Van Damming everyone.
0: Nuns. Yeah, Jean-Claude Van Damming nuns.
2: <laughs> yeah. uh, and then the uh, main... I guess he's the antagonist in this, the um, groundskeeper who's possessed. I'm not really spoiling anything if you watch. Oh, and, and let me not forget that uh, to let the audience know that this is a direct sequel of the last Nun movie. So the, in kind of the weird ways that they try to manufacture a sequel out of a dead storyline, how they go forward and backwards and semi in the middle. This is just a direct sequel, same characters. So um, if you're unlike me and you actually remember details from the first Nun, which wasn't horrible you know it was what you what you were what you expected but um yeah so it's just a direct continuation uh so if you want to brush up on that one it would help a little bit but not really the thing that kept popping into my head back to where i was the point i was trying to make is that every time they said the guy's name his name is maurice and uh, the song some people call me maurice (laughs) yeah (laughs) Popping in my head every time I couldn't help it, it was the French accent or something really accentuated it. Um, it, and I felt like it was building up well, it was building up okay to something besides all the formulaic jump scares you know, purposefully trying to be outrageous and um controversial. Uh, it was going okay, but the climax just was way too much, killed everything it had going for it, which was very little. And it just ended weirdly on a weird scene. Another weird scene that just didn't need to be there at all.
0: So, so Jordan, you gave it a popcorn. I gave it a popcorn. You made a point to say it was a direct sequel, right? Yeah. Weren't you mad that the head nun just kept doing dumb things? Because in my yeah. head, I was like, they made a clear point that you've been through this before. That you vanquished the demon the first time. And you're still doing all this dumb stuff that, that you should know better because you've done this once.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they have to, she has to be all, you know, and it's just, I think it's just her as an actress, like her character, she's in a lot of scary movies and stuff. She's just like the kind of um, naive doe-eyed, like, uh, kind of, you know, they, they didn't want to make her be like full on nun hunter. Jamie Lee Curtis.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, she chases a ghost boy for no apparent reason, but
1: (laughs) anyway, uh, in a movie or in a world full of good horror writing, would you say that this movie had none?
2: Huh? Uh, <laughs> uh, I see what you did there.
0: Huh?
2: But I done. Huh?
0: But I, done. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say that, Josh. I would yeah, say that this movie had none. Sure. Now Josh, speaking Hi. of chasing ghosts, Ooh. you had the drunk classic this week. Yeah. And you went with Jacob's Ladder. Suspiciously, Like many of your choices, a very similar film. But talk to us about it, because this film means something to you.
1: Yeah. um, It's a movie. This is actually only the second time I've seen it, and I'm really glad I saw it the second time. So let me start with that. Maybe in a few years, you guys revisit this movie and you'll look at it a little differently. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know if you liked it or not. But, uh, I love this movie. It's stuck with me a lot. The general st- story is you're not sure what the general story is, really. This guy's uh-huh. like like everywhere he goes, he's being haunted. really strange things are happening to him. He's jumping back and forth kind of in his dreams, and uh you're not really sure what's happening to him, but it seems like he's being haunted by demons uh-huh. and the movie en- ends up just being about um. Well, can we spoil it? Let's just go ahead and spoil it, right? Is yeah, it that kind of movie? Years it's like before. almost 40 years old.
0: No, it's from um, ninety-one. I thought. It's like 22 years old. 20, that's 32. 30. 32 years old. Yeah. The 90s yeah, but, weren't last decade. He's, I never
1: think he's... about the 2000s. The first, the first 10 years. <laughs> yeah. The 90s were a blur for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's very. that's a very old movie. You can see the 80s yeah. all over it, like the scenery and everything. Like, seeing old New York like that, like it doesn't yeah, look like that too effects. much anymore. A lot more commercial nowadays. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, I'll spoil it. He's dying. Uh, the entire movie is a dream sequence, or is it? Is he actually in purgatory, in hell, or heaven, deciding where to go, and blah, blah, blah. The movie is about uh, acceptance of what's in front of you, and... If you're fighting what's really happening, it'll look like you're being haunted by demons. But if you accept it, you... Uh, he uh, I, I guess he goes to heaven with his son, Macaulay Culkin, in the end. I don't know how it works.
0: Macaulay Culkin <laughs> oh-so-subtle stair walk up.
1: Yeah, so, right. down. So subtle. Free home alone. Could have
0: gone down the stairs. Yeah, yeah he, he was,
1: was free home alone. alone. <laughs> Very, uh... Very homo. But yeah, this, it's got a lot of really cool thing. The whole movie is a fever dream. Literally fever dream happens in the movie. (laughs) Uh, I, I think it's a beautiful film and it's about, I think for me, it's always stuck with me in the sense of like, not what the afterlife really is and all that stuff. I like the theme of, you know, just being in the moment and accepting what's really happening to you is key to any form of contentment or happiness if if you just hate your surroundings hate your situation you're gonna be haunted and that's where rock bottom is and all that stuff so it's it's more of a uplifting movie despite everything about the film being ugly and uh greasy (laughs) and snap cuts and i think it's the movie that invented that super fast motion head thing i think it's the movie that invented it but i'm not sure Mm Uh, yeah, I, I love the imagery that is sent into hell and the, the hospital, like every scene, it gets grimier and grimier and yeah. all the is all practical effects. So that was kind of cool. There's really weird parts that are like, oh, I would have done that differently. But uh, shout out to Ving Rhames. I think he played what little role he had was on fire. Uh, I'll popcorn and popcorn two for me. Popcorn and two. Wow, look at
0: that. I like the popcorn and two. Good for you,
2: Josh. Jordan, what'd you think? Um, You know, I found it hard to manufacture notes about this movie or (laughs) too many actual solid thoughts because I didn't know what was happening. Like, oh, yeah. 15 minutes of the movie was like something else was like, what is happening here? Right. Um, So my notes are that Tim Robbins is a strange looking man. Yep.
0: I put Tim He's Robbins just... that nineties actor.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of a strange looking dude. Like, um, yeah, Really? That's because
0: weird. a lot of the women in this movie found him incredibly attractive. I, I think yeah. so. The incredibly beautiful women loved him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was right. the hair, dog. It was the hair. <laughs>
0: every scene. The people were singing <laughs> to him, everything. Yeah, yeah.
1: Even the palm reader was into him.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like get it
2: the um i was super stoked Enjoy. yeah um i was super stoked that it opened like vietnam war that is like so right up my that's interest alley that's yeah. my stuff um written many papers and things on it i was super stoked on the um connection to mk ultra mm-hmm. i say i'm some sort of as ex- i call myself some sort of expert on this um yeah okay uh, inter- super interesting stuff there. Um, I really like that. I guess it did give you a little bit of closure for what it's it very leaves you a little open ended, a little guessing like what has actually happened here, what what um
0: they mm-hmm. literally walk upstairs, Jordan. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <totally> <laughs> going to
1: they ran out of budget, dog. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> literally it, it is it is it is not subtle at all. They go, hey look, heaven's up there, let's go.
1: That's how it is. <laughs> and then they go, it was a dream the whole time.
0: It was all a dream. <laughs> yeah. well,
2: I had to do some internet research and, um, it, it, and without being too deep, it kind of relates to what my idea of what may possibly dying might be like mm. in that, in that all these things happen in, um, it's really happening in a matter of an hour.
1: But All these things are happening
2: him. and yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. but it's years for him. Like, it's like when you have, when you go to sleep and you feel like you've blinked and you wake up yeah, and it's eight hours have gone by. Yeah. It's like, that's kind of what it's been like. Time is moving differently. Um, I think this was really, uh, uh, I don't, I'm losing the word, but just an adventurous, like a, a risky adventurous, like, yeah. they really went for it on it. It's a great plot of creativity. Um, I'm gonna give it a popcorn and a beer.
0: Okay. nice, dude. A popcorn and a beer. I also yeah. gave it a pop one. Uh, there is a scene that is very much like 12 Monkeys. They're, and I was like, oh wow, Josh has a style, a type. He's like, hey, yep. he's right. is this hell? Is this real? Is this fake? I love and that you, stuff, dude.
1: What is <laughs> happening?
0: Uh, for me, I don't just walk down subways for no reason. <laughs> like, like, nothing real. bad could happen on these subway tracks in the middle of New York, one of the busiest subway towns in the, By the world. By the way, I it's love that lady.
2: I love that lady that just stares at him when he's like, is this the wrong thing? She's just
0: like...
1: Yeah. That's a regular <laughs> New York interaction. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I don't think she's crazy, yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Also, how about Alien showing up to a house party with no Sigourney Weaver, just Alien on the dance floor, getting yeah. it with his girlfriend. Having this sex with Jessica. his girlfriend. yeah jezebel very on the nose stuff
1: did you notice his apartment was just (laughs) full of occult symbols and all that it was like very in your face
0: it was it 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 was a movie uh Mm. so (laughs) there was so much going on here uh there it was so pointless i'm sorry josh to me it was so pointless and at the very end post our our pre-credit scene we tested on vietnam veterans yeah
1: where did that come from I, mean, I know i know it i know it was in the movie throughout the movie but like that's kind not of. what the film's about right that's not what the film's about why is it why are we doing that okay whatever
0: he <laughs> on it like, yeah. hey by the way uh other, man like we all killed each other man with no real clarification that that's what happened because like that is still him dying like that's not him at all that's right a so rape.
1: okay yeah. So, so
0: there's no clarification that that But is it
1: a lucid dream? See, that's what that's what made me think this mm-hmm. time around, because I knew what was happening, right? And I, I've seen it before. By the way, like, watching it again, it is so obvious what's happening immediately. Like, <laughs> the, the clues are out there right, right in your mouth. But uh, specifically that, though, I wonder about that, because he met his friends there, too. Yeah. And that, that other guy was involved. I think, I mean, yeah, it was a moment, but also he was in purgatory, and so were they. And that's why they didn't want to talk to him anymore because they were ready to move on. And that's what you know what I mean? Like they were, they were that the, that they were, was they were gonna go die. I say that was all real. He was in purgatory, and so were they. They were all together. Mm-hmm. Jezebel works there, you know. Yeah. And yeah. deciding in whether
0: he goes to heaven or hell. But uh yeah. Yeah, no, I mean it was a nineties movie, and the reporter really told him that crossfire, crossfire, he was caught up in the Cross, cross fire. Because <laughs> that's what happens. I mean, there's so many just suspend disbelief. He's, he might be dying. He might be dreaming. He might not. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: sometime maybe shit, Sometimes maybe not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, Jezebel runs down the hall. Help, my boyfriend's booty butt naked on the floor. Come pick him up and put him in a bathtub yeah. for me. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. and running down the hall. Ice! Do you have spare ice?
1: Yeah. Ice they should have said, but you better get the fuck out of my doorway. Sure.
0: <laughs> uh, but you're right. You're 100% right. <laughs> yeah. Especially for the apartment at where they were at, right? Yeah. But, like multiple times, the dude just leaves his post office job and I'm like, so that's where <laughs> my mail is. Yeah, <laughs> for real. He worked
1: one half shift. I'm going to leave early, he said.
0: But, talks, <laughs> but also talks about how much overtime he picks up. It's right, just it's a lot. Uh <laughs> hmm. The Vietnam opening was pretty cool. Sean Penn is in it. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, Sean yeah, Penn yeah. Is, is in the movie. Wow. But it, is a, it was a pop plus one. It was pop plus one. Very, well, I'm glad very you liked 90s, it that much. Very nineties. Yeah, it, it wasn't a bad movie. It was just silly. <laughs> it was just a little silly. Yeah. But as always let's go over what we were watching. Jordan, Jordan, what were you watching
2: this week? So I got to watch. You are so not invited to my bot mitzvah. And I covered Netflix, that last week. And so- you covered so it, it last week. Let me keep it short. It's a popcorn and a beer. Okay. Um, I think this movie was just kind of Adam Sandler's, uh, like a therapy project for his daughters getting older. Maybe, you oh, know, okay. trying to connect with them and have some fun before they, you know, get older. I'm playing, I'm playing therapist here a bit. Um, I sound old, and I don't care. These kids are weird aliens, and I they don't suck. understand them. And I'm afraid for the future. <laughs> yeah. I think we'll be okay, but I am afraid for the future. But, hmm. uh, you know, plenty of verse callbacks and some cameos. Um, mm-hmm. Not too much, but there's some. Buscemi? If, you're, if you love that. Yeah, actually. Buscemi nice. is not it. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Love Buscemi. Um, I love that the uh, guy from the Zohan, his little buddy – uh, the disco, disco guy gets yeah. a, a, a little, a, a callback. Um, it has its moments, but it's still just a cheesy, corny, simple kids movie, uh, a popcorn and a beer.
0: Definitely mm. not made for us.
2: No, no. Um, I also got to watch a little um, reality TV, a little dating reality TV, so we can get a little bit of that sprinkled into our show here. Sure. I watched... Down for love and it is down for love. I made sure I Googled it. That is the correct title on Netflix. Um, It is where basically they're trying to help people with down syndrome. It takes it's in New Zealand, kind of from the same creators as love on the spectrum. Uh, They're trying to help adults with down syndrome find love uh, they date it is made in um co- uh, collaboration with the uh society for people with down syndrome in new zealand so that's the only credence i can give it to possibly Boy, say- this
0: review couldn't get any more awkward
2: yeah Go on. Some, um yeah there's a little <laughs> bit of controversy around it but let me just All say right. let me just say i found it um positive i i found Good. it it Good. seemed the way that they pulled this off it made it seem like you just see like damn these there's just genuine emotion and genuine humanity here that you That's don't nice. get to see it's very yeah, refreshing it's very you you feel very um just uplifted watching it you know it, it's just great um i give the show entertainment factor alone I give this a popcorn and two.
0: Okay, good, good. I, cool. I, uh, I apologize for sinking into the awkward a little bit there, but I no, felt really. like it was necessary because you were very clearly tiptoeing around your review. Yes. Like uh, your review sure. you kind of reminded me of the old Looney Tunes cartoons with like the cat and the sound like the.
1: Mm. Like you're like tiptoeing yeah, yeah. around what you want to say. The or <laughs> yeah. something.
0: So what else was on the agenda this week, Jordan?
2: Uh, the last thing I got to watch was Painkiller on Netflix. Okay. Um, it's really, really popular right now. Matthew Broderick is in it. Taylor Kitsch is mm. in it. Gambit. I like me some Taylor Kitsch. He's good, yeah. Uh, it chronicles the nefarious rise of, and fall of the drug OxyContin, which hasn't exactly fallen. You can; It's still being prescribed to people, hopefully in a more responsible way. I doubt it. It's not being but, shoveled at
1: people anymore. Uh, that much. Yeah. Uh,
2: OxyContin, if you don't know, it's essentially... Heroin. Awesome! Oh, it's yes. essentially heroin, um, on a molecular level. Uh, it, it. <laughs> give me that oxygen!
0: <laughs> awesome. Now, yummy, Air yummy, yummy! Just... So, so, you remember what the Air Force would just hand out Percocet like candy? <laughs> oh, I, oh, I remember. Your shoulder? Here's your Why percocet. do you think I
1: got my wisdom teeth removed?
0: Oh, oh you got your wisdom teeth removed? <laughs> Here's Because I heard you get perks. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: oh gosh. gosh. Yeah. It, oh boy.
2: <laughs> it gives the account of every branch of uh, Purdue pharma that manufactured OxyCon from the mm-hmm. supply chain, CEO, sales reps, the doctors involved. And it gives you like one specific account of a man who was sort of a poster boy for them. That's Taylor Kitsch. He was like a early poster boy for them and just how his life spirals and crashes and burns so hard. It's that's the, that's the really depressing part of the show. But um, overall, They they managed to inject some like dark humor and just some weird stuff to kind of bring up the entertainment factor, mostly poking fun at the ridiculously shady business practices that they get away with. Mm. Um, Matthew Broderick plays head of Purdue Farmer Richard Sackler. Um, No one goes to jail for any of this in Purdue. Wow. Yeah,
0: they just paid like a like a billion dollar fine or something like which that, which is right? a
2: slap on the wrist for them. They're still. I think it
0: was like five hundred million though. I don't think it was even a billion.
2: Yeah, they're still worth multi billions of dollars. This family, yeah. um, they still got their hands in all kinds of medical, uh, 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 uh what's the word? Um, patents. Medical Endeavors. Patents. Oh, patents. Yeah, medical patents for cancer drugs and stuff. So, you know, I that's America. Slap on the wrist. Shame on you. Don't Childish do it again. Kid,
0: you
2: know, yeah, this, this is, is America. America. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, good show, though. Good show. Oof, big yeah, it,
2: it's it's it is a tough watch. Uh, every episode begins with a testimonial of a real family whose whose person has died, usually very young. That's uh, it that's a very difficult. The way it's like it the opens.
1: It's yeah, like it's, the opposite it's very, of Band of Brothers. <laughs> like I don't want
2: to. It's very <laughs> respectful of them to do that, but I feel like it was a very um, integritous choice. Ne- integrity. For- like it showed a lot of integrity for Netflix to, okay. yeah, yeah, to include that yeah. in, before every episode. Because I know people that have said I tried to watch that and it started with that, and I was like, I don't want to watch this. This this is a bummer. Uh, so, and but I give the show hard. a popcorn and three. Wow.
0: Three. Okay, yeah. it's on my list. It's on my list. I've I've seen so many documentaries about Purdue Pharmaceuticals that I've I've put off watching it. Plus, it was such a big hit when it first came out. I didn't want my expectations to be so high that I'd go into it and not like it. So I'm kind Mm. of letting the hype die down a little bit before I watch it. Uh, And I I know what happened. I've seen yeah, I've I've seen multiple documentaries on this. Uh, What was I watching? Well, I watched the Dropout, the story Mm. of Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos. I gave it a pop plus one because it's a little weird and I already knew the story. Again, watched multiple documentaries on this. I watched uh, one on HBO Max, most no- or Max, pardon me, most mm. notably before I watched the show. And I think the most interesting part of this is William H. Macy's character that holds all these patents and is the one that really gets the ball rolling on shutting down Theranos for lying and mm. really showing her for what she was, which was a con woman and a very young con woman that managed to con lots of venture capitalists who are, let's just say not the best people anyway, right? They're not the most savory characters anyway. So perhaps someone's scamming them out of lots, millions and hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, Please steal my beating heart, I guess. I don't really care about them. Like I don't care. Uh, The only people you start to care about are the people that she actually hurt that had real diseases and real illnesses. And this Theranos machine that they were putting into stores and into Walgreens <laughs> was giving them false positives and false results. And people were testing positive for HIV. They didn't have HIV. Mm. Uh, pregnant women were getting results that they shouldn't have gotten. So it was very interesting. I would say Amanda Seyfried played the role very well. She was very interesting. She mm. has that young face to where they were able to. They, they actually, it's still Amanda Seyfried. She's she good. She plays high school. Mm-hmm. She, she plays high school, Elizabeth really? Holmes. Really? All the way up through 30-year-old Elizabeth Holmes. And I was like, you know what? I believe it. <laughs> I was like, you know, I, I don't really have to suspend disbelief. She just has one of those faces where you're looking mm-hmm. at her and you're like, yeah, Love I guess her. she could be 18 or she could be 35. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> it could be so either she way. she
1: that wrinkle cream.
0: So, mm. so she does a great job, but it was... She plays a very weird Elizabeth Holmes, but if you know the story, Elizabeth Holmes is a very weird person. Again, I think the character that stole the show was really William H. Macy. I thought he, he was fun. He he's was weird looking. Yeah, he's a good actor. He was uh, the star of one of my drug classics in the past. Well, not the star, but he played a very pivotal role in Boogie Nights, right? Hmm.
1: Yeah, and he's the shoveler, and he's the yes. guy from Shameless. He's so good in Shameless.
0: Man. He, he's, he's a very good actor for me, pop one. Then it was just, you know, comedic scary movies for me because I watched Tim, Tim about the AI manservant that goes. Uh, stop me if you heard this before. Crazy. Uh oh. Crazy. There's trouble in the mainframe. So, uh, this is the story of the AI manservant falling in love with the wife uh, of the character Paul, and. In- the character, Abby, who is the wife, played by Georgina Campbell, is the star of the movie. But this movie was so stupid <laughs> from beginning to end. It was just dumb. And she's a very intelligent woman, in her character is in the movie. Who's makes the actress prosthetics, again? Georgina Campbell. Makes prosthetics. Yeah, makes prosthetics for robots. robot. So very intelligent. And the whole time I'm watching her, I was like, she's so stupid. And yeah. they justified her being stupid because Paul, at one point in their relationship, was unfaithful. So now she's not going to trust him. Even though, very obviously, she's being manipulated by a robot. Uh, yeah. He cheated on me once. So, even though, very clearly, this robot's a little off its rocker, it's my husband. Yeah. And it's just so stupid mm. all the way through. It got a popcorn for me. It is kind of funny oh. that the robot. Okay, I see. The robot tries to kill georgina campbell or abby at the end by throwing two pills of whatever you don't know but they're big blue and white pills into her mouth and he just pours the whole thing for dramatic effect and uh. like you literally see two pills go in her mouth and then he he's like giving her rum like alcohol and pills to make it look like she committed suicide but he gives her like a half of a shot of rum and then closes uh. her mouth and I, was, and I put in my notes yeah that'll do it <laughs> <laughs> Lightweight. it was so ridiculous it was the whole time you know what's going on and they just keep putting themselves into dumb situations it was very lazy it was nonsensical the savior scene made me laugh so hard so spoiler alert stop listening or skip forward 15 seconds if you don't want to hear this one of the people i'm not going to tell you who that tries to save abby towards the end decides I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to drive my car through the house, hit this AI robot, right? And he'll get stuck and I'll be able to save Abby. And she drives her car, big old Range Rover, really fast. And then hits the wall and nothing happens. She just crashes into the front of the car. (laughs) (laughs) And I lost it laughing when her head hits the steering wheel. I was like, oh my God, did that really just happen? You think you're the Kool-Aid man? It was so funny. It this goes back
1: so to funny. you laughing yeah. about the the nun. You know, like any bad yeah. horror movie is a great comedy. That's just a yeah. fact.
0: It uh, was just fantastic. So that was a popcorn for me. You know. Can I ask you also? Tim, uh, everybody. Yeah.
1: Oh, sorry. Uh, Tim's the the robot, right? Yes. So yeah. was there was there a scene where Tim gets hit and he comes back and he's missing some skin and there's like robot underneath?
0: Uh, kind of, yes, kind of, kind of something similar, she hits him with yep. a golf yeah. club she hits him with a yep. golf club Right, he's right. like, I have no human feelings, you cannot hurt me
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yep. yeah, there's of course a, a murder scene where the robot only uses one arm because he's a robot So just way <laughs> anyway. stronger than humans, and the whole scene was just like, uh, there's a scene where somebody's drowning, and literally the whole time he's drowning, I'm like, just roll over like, just roll, right? <laughs> like, his arms and legs are tied up. I'm like, yeah, but like, roll. <laughs> like, it's a, I get that. Yeah. Like, you can't walk and you can't use your arms, but roll. He's you could in a bowl of soup. Do so that you do in Pilates class where you, like, arch. I, w- I was just laughing. It was just funny. So, Josh, you and I have something in common because of you, because of you, <laughs> darn you, getting me into Wheel of Time. Yeah, right? And we both watched the first two episodes. So yeah. talk to me. What did you think?
1: Uh, I'm liking it, dude. Okay. The, it's, it's not true to the books. But what they are true to is the scene, the setting. Like, it's really impressive. Everything visually that they make for this show is, is true to what I imagined the books were like. The diversity is um, great. The scenery is great. The costumes are great. The, sp- the special effects are incredible. I love Only all that The
0: thirsty healer. The thirsty healer cracks me up. She's so thirsty. And she's so funny about it. She's yeah. like very obvious. Like, Hey, let me take your pants off. Uh-huh. <laughs> <It's so funny. laughs>
1: uh, yeah. I, I, they're, they're just rushing ahead on the story, but I have no problem with it. It's the show is not the books. The books is not the show. I'm loving the show so far. I think it's pretty cool. I like the, the character development and all the magic is like interesting. I'm loving it.
0: Yeah. I like Rosamund Pike. I think she is such an underrated actress. Yeah. I think she deserves all the good things. She's fantastic. I'm so mm-hmm. glad she's getting her star star turn. Um, Sarah Paulson and her are kind of similar where they, they've been really good actresses for a long time. They've been but, around. Yeah. Yeah. But in their later years, they're starting to get their flowers finally. Uh, and, yeah, to season good two
2: of Nurse is, Ratched? Speaking of Sarah Paulson, anyways. Pronto. That show sucks. Netflix. Jordan, I love that show. show. It's good. It was like, it was like was American awful. Horror Story when it was in its glory.
1: But that's a good one there. Uh, Go let's back. Let's get into the yeah. So
0: We could have a whole episode on American Horror Story, I think. Yeah, we could. <laughs> we that's really a good could idea a for course. Halloweenies. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll do that here, especially when we have a lull in the movies that are coming out. Uh, we're going to reserve rating on Wheel of Time, but if you are really starving for some good television, Josh and I, I, I don't mean to put words in Josh's mouth, but I think we'd both recommend it. It's a fun show. It's a good show. If you like yeah. magic, if you're into some of those medieval sword fights and, you know, yeah, good really cool good lore. Good,
1: yeah. good budget, good acting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, speaking of good lore, we have the lore that has taken place in all of our murder mysteries for our Butter on Top. And we're back. I thought that, uh, what was it? What was it? On the Nile? What was it? Uh, Death, Death on the Nile? Death on the Nile, Murder on the Orient Express. It is the third movie in that line of movies.
2: Hercule Poirot.
0: Yes, yes, <laughs> and it is A Haunting in Venice. And this one has a powerhouse cast. So we're excited about it, very interested. I'm, I love the cast of this film. Very totally. excited that you will all join us at the movies for that one. And for my drunk classic in honor of football season kicking off today, we are recording on Sunday, just before eight minutes till kickoff. You're not going to care because it's going to release after kickoff. But Lucas is going to be my drunk classic, starring Charlie Sheen and Corey Ames. It is a film called Lucas from the 80s. All right. So it looks like neither one of you have seen that film, as both of you Uh -uh. just have. That puts us at six, six, and
1: three. Me and Jordan have six. Fry's got three now.
0: But in honor of football season kicking off, we are going to watch an 80s football film called Lucas, starring Corey Ames and Charlie Sheen. I'm going to predict it's a popcorn.
2: You said you were picking a football movie, and I was just hoping it was Gridiron Gang. I'm just kidding. Iron Cage. <laughs> totally Little, giant. right, yeah. Little, Little Giants. Little Giants. Oh, my God. Love oh, it. my Any God. given
0: Sunday where we can get Pacino giving a speech? Nope. It is Lucas from the yeah. 1980s. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you all for joining us this week. Jordan, where can they contact you?
2: At Popcorn and Beer on Twitter.
0: And as always, you could reach us at The Sad Fan Cast and The Sad Fan 12. Make sure you follow the show and our other properties on The Sad Fan Podcast Network on youtube to include gorp and josh where can they access gorp at gorp show at (laughs) gorp show thank you all so much for watching or listening every single week we appreciate you and we'll see you at the movies as always you get the popcorn and we'll bring the beer yum yum yum